Welcome back to the Nerdy Merc, where you will find all things comic books, culture, current events, and the like. This is Jeff, also known as the Other Merc with the Mouth. Make sure you like the podcast, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. So in the last segment, I left off talking about Wolverine the End. Also, if I remember correctly, a six-part series. Let's see here. No, maybe like a five-part series. So... After decades in isolation, Wolverine finds himself back on the trail of his great nemesis, which is the clandestine government organization known as Weapon X. Now, I'm reading this straight out of the synopsis of the book of the fourth book. Wolverine's mutant healing ability has become his curse as well as, as well as his blessing. Traumatic events from his past are essentially erased from his mind as the healing factor removes them from his memory. Nevertheless, he is troubled by his fragmented recollections of Weapon X and has spent a lifetime wondering about the men who abducted him and laced his skeleton with the ultra-hard metal adamantium. His quest for answers has stalled until recently when the Weapon X when Weapon X made its presence known again, rekindling his search and excuse me, I'm sorry, I got the hiccups, and leading him to Japan where he is attacked by an invisible assailant and undergoes a recovery laced with troubling memories. Upon awakening, he is led to his attacker, who reveals himself as Logan's older brother, and claims to hold and claims to hold the answers to their past. So he claimed this guy. Uh, oh my lord! What was his name? Shin- Shinokasabi, something like that. He had some. I'm not going to try to butcher it. But he claimed that he was also part of the Weapon X program. Now, when he he has some kind of mutant ability that allows him to kind of bamf, but fight actually is more not really a bamf as so much as it is like Ghost's power from Ant Man and the Wasp, where she could fight but phase at the same time. It's like fighting smoke. Interestingly enough, he also has claws, three claws just like Wolverine's, except his are bone rather than adamantium. He claims to be a part of the Weapon X program. He claims that Wolverine's healing ability, he also has a healing ability, but it doesn't affect his mind like it does Wolverine's. And he can remember everything and says he envies Wolverine for that. Well, it all turns out that this guy does not want Wolverine because of some sense of, of familial bonds. He wants Wolverine because Wolverine can help him take over the world. He's got a bomb ready to go. And his whole plan... And oh, yeah, also, I forgot. Wolverine has the spirit of Charles Xavier kind of bonded with his soul, I guess. And this... And it's weird because he's got like this literally an internal monologue going or an internal dialogue, excuse me, not monologue, an an internal dialogue that he has constantly going with Charles Xavier, who's been dead for like 100 years at this point or something like that. He's been dead for a long decades, at least. Now, I didn't know this. Maybe this is revealed in a different comic book, but Wolverine's apparent name is James. But... Wolverine does not take the offer. Uh, him and his brother... Hang on, does it say right here? 
Hang on. No, no, doesn't say his name in this synopsis. But he takes on his brother's business. He's actually attacked by X-Men. Now, these X-Men are X-Men of the future, like 2099 X-Men, I guess. And he actually calls one of them a Nazi. But ends up taking down his brother. Uh, Hang on, how did it end? Where is the end? Let me skip through. No, 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 that's too far. That's the Iron Man one. Oh, okay, 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 I remember. I was starting to get a little tired. But, yeah, he ends up, um, uh, him and his brother end up doing the, uh, in this tragic fight, and he ends up killing his brother. Turns out it actually really is his brother, who's not really a good guy. But they end up in this fight. He tragically ends up killing his brother, and that's where it ends. Not really sure exactly. I, is, 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 is Wolverine just one of those characters like the Hulk who can never actually truly die? Man. That's tragic, I gotta say. I, I want the choice. You know what? There's a there's a show called The Good Place. If you ever if you haven't watched it, they they put out three seasons of it. Each season has like ten or twelve episodes, and each episode is about twenty five minutes long. You can binge watch it in a weekend easily. And this show. talks about the it basically deals in the with the issues of the afterlife and i'm not going to give away the show but i will say this at the end you know what i'll give away i'll give away a little bit of the show at the end they finally get into what's known as the good place what christians would colloquially refer to as heaven And they meet these people, the, the, the main protagonists of the show, they're able to get in, and they meet all these people. They're like, whoa, oh my God, you're like my idol. You know, like, for example, there's a philosopher in the group, and he meets Socrates or something like that. I don't remember specifically, but something along those lines. And come to find out, the good place isn't as good as you like, because guess what you can't do? You can't leave. You can't choose to no longer exist. And for all of their childish, puerile humor, Beavis and Butthead had it best. And their oh, they put out an album where they were rocking with like Cher and Anthrax and a few other, like in the late 90s, Beavis and Butthead, something or other. I used to have this album. But in there, they talk about like, um, hey, you know what? I'm going to see if I can find that clip. Give me a second. Okay, I am back. I know you couldn't tell there was any difference, but there was really about 10 minutes there where I was looking for a recording. I'm sorry to say I failed. I could not find it. But the recording was, the clip was more or less along the lines of, hey, you got to have things that suck so you know it's cool. Because without things that are, you know, crappy, you, you don't know what's cool. And if things are good all the time, 
and that's all you can experience. Well, that starts to become torture. If things are torturous all the time, and that's all you can experience, and you can't quit it, well, then that becomes even worse torture. So that's kind of where Logan is. And same with Thanos in the end of the Marvel Universe, because Thanos is an immortal, he can't die. I actually kind of felt for Thanos a little bit at the end of that one. But what do you do when you can't die? And all and all you're and all you're destined to do is just go on with a meaningless existence. It's I used to love comic books. I used to love the characters inside them. I used to imagine myself as having their powers. I used to imagine myself as being one of their team. It's a really sobering thought to imagine them as real people with real problems and that those powers that they have, those abilities, those what-have-yous can also be a curse. It's really interesting from that perspective. Coming up, I'm reading, currently reading Iron Man, The End. It's a pretty long book, but I'm getting through it. And what else? What else is on the list? I know I have the other ends. The Fantastic Four, The End, that's a six-part book. The the the, the X-Men, The End, that is, well, actually three different series. They have X-Men, The End, Dreamers and Demons, X-Men, The End, if my iPad will work. Wait, I've already got that one. Dreamers and Demons. Uh, X, come on, iPad work. Uh, Heroes and Martyrs and X-Men the End. Come on. Uh, Men and X-Men. Not really sure what those do, where they go. Uh, or, or, or how they end up, I should say. I've also got the Spider-Girl the End. Uh, Miles Morales, Doctor Strange, Deadpool, Captain Marvel, and Venom. Really looking forward to all those. Exciting times. Most of those just came out earlier this year. I will, of course, report on those. You're going to see some of them, probably not all of them, but some of these up on my YouTube channel. Oh, hey, yeah, uh, I have a YouTube channel, The Nerdy Merc. Go check it out. That's where my fun content is. This is kind of my more serious content, and, and I, I do some fun stuff too, but this is more my this is more my more serious this is more more my more serious content. Surely that's a grammatical error in there somewhere. This is my more serious content. There we go. Check out that first more. There's some fun stuff in here too. But YouTube is where I put my truly fun stuff. I think... You know what? I have Monday I have trivia on Mondays and Friday I do three minute Mandalorians. I think Wednesday I'm gonna do Wednesday recaps. Wednesday comic book recap. Hump day recaps. There we go. Hump day. Whoop whoop. So maybe I'll start this Wednesday continuing on with from where I currently am and then go every every Wednesday from that point on. Yeah, I like that idea. I think that's what I'm doing. You're listening to the Nerdy Merc. 
House passes historic bill to decriminalize cannabis. The proposal would end a federal ban on marijuana and create a pathway to expunge related criminal records. Well, we knew this was coming eventually. I don't know if this will go anywhere. I really don't. I, I, I hope it does. I haven't really talked about cannabis too much on this show, but I am a huge advocate for the legalization of it. And I am for many reasons. I used to be, I, I grew up, okay, full disclosure, I've tried weed once or two in my life. I have. I grew up, like the first time I tried, I was like 13 years old. I turned out okay. The world did not crash down around my ears. I've tried it. Okay, I don't know why I keep saying try it. I've used it many times since. I'm still here. I'm still okay. I'm still a well a well reasoned and rational adult. I'm not out there getting hopped up on the jazz cabbage and dancing to the devil's music. No, no kidding. That's actually almost a direct quote. Hang on. Let's see. Cannabis history. And you can go look this up on yourself on the History Channel, uh, www.history.com. Now, take that for what it's worth. I mean, for crying out loud, history the History Channel has freaking uh, ancient aliens and crap. But this actually is verifiable. So, on the History Channel, they have an article called the... Complicated history of cannabis in the U.S. And you got to scroll down a little bit, but they get into the rise of reefer math. They actually talk about the history of, the, of hemp, period. Not just not just a THC cannabis or CBD cannabis, but just hemp in general. It's it's kind of like it's all the same family of plant. Kind of like Rottweilers and Dachshunds and Dobermans and Pugs are all dogs. They're all the same family of plant. And this entire family, like the... The legal, or should say, the illegalities of it, the addition of of THC and previously CBD to the Schedule One list for narcotics. Schedule One meaning it has no medicinal use whatsoever. Utterly ridiculous, by the way. Was burrowed in racism. Now, what do I mean by that? In the 1930s. From History.com, prohibition was repealed in the middle of the Great Depression. Straight-laced bureaucrats looking for another target turned their attention to marijuana, which at the time was mostly being used in the Mexican and black communities. They painted the drug and the communities using it as a threat to the already crippled country and began the process of banning it. 29 states had outlawed it by 1931, and in 1937, the Marijuana Tax Act was passed, essentially making the plant illegal. So, movies like Reefer Madness, which are now considered comedy, but at the time, they were considered serious. They would portray uh, the, the users of marijuana and the peddlers of it as people who would ruin the youth of America. Go, seriously, go look Reefer Madness from 1930. I think it's 1936. If you like classic movies, you got to watch that one. 
but they would portray marijuana peddlers and dealers as those people that would utterly ruin the youth of society and turn them into hopped up dope smokers that would take their cars and run people over while while hopped up on on the jazz cabbage and the devil's lettuce. Now, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail about how it was pitched to Congress, but the, the general theme was that marijuana use was linked with violence, crime, and other socially deviant behaviors primarily committed by racially inferior and under underclass communities. This is straight off of PBS.org now, an article published on their website. No, when was this? I don't know. It says 1995 to 2014. Either way, the information here is still relevant as they're talking about stuff that happened 100 years ago almost. Then, let's see, that was in the 20s. In the 30s came the reefer madness and then the marijuana tax stamp act. Which... Technically, didn't outlaw marijuana, but means you had to have a, a pay a two hundred pay two hundred dollars for a stamp to get it, and they weren't issuing the stamps. But in the forties, when they needed the production of hemp for the war effort, ah, magically they could grow. You know, farmers could grow hemp and cannabis again until the war was done, and it became an illegal crop again. I don't know where this is going to go, but I'm not holding my breath. However, it would be nice if this was just one less thing Americans had to worry about. You're listening to The Nerdy Merc. Once again, we have reached the end of the show. I am the other Merc with a mouth. You can reach me at 317-978-NERD. That's 317-978-6373. Or go find me at www.nerdymerc.com. Email jeff at nerdymerc.com. Or you can find me at The Nerdy Merc on Facebook and YouTube and all the podcasting sites. At Nerdy Merc on Parlor and Nerdy Merc 79 on Instagram. If you can't tell, I like the brand. Go there, subscribe, follow me, give me a like, do all the things, but make sure you tell your friends. You have a great day. Nerdy Merc out.